0: what's going on everybody it's your boy a double aka the lieutenant of B O M B global just wanted to remind y'all december 16th O M B global presents the mission volume one featuring jordan barber saranda lee strap cold case and it's produced by my man the general prime the ruler you can find that on google play amazon music itunes and spotify again december 16th O M B global the mission volume one You can find it on Google Play, Amazon Music, iTunes, and Spotify. Stop playing with yourself and support some quality artists and quality music. Much love. Mic check, mic check. Where the f*** is my check? You're now tuned in to Do-Rags and Boat Shoes. get this turned down what is going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned into episode 61 of Rags and boat shoes uh much love and respect to everybody out there listening uh the podcast is growing numbers um you know a lot of people are hitting me up telling me they appreciate the podcast uh they appreciate the consistency of it and that was one thing that i really wanted to work on this year i know i said that last week but You know, I just want to thank you guys for listening, Uh, whether you agree with me or not. uh, You know, you always got the freedom to, you know, hit me up on Twitter at hope like dope um, on uh, Instagram at Omaha hostage and on Snapchat at uh, Omaha hostage. So you can hit me up there and let me know how you feel. Uh, you can say that I am a piece of shit, or you can say the work that I'm doing is amazing. Whatever you say, just say it from your heart and say it with your chest. Don't be a little bitch about it, okay? Um, uh, let's see here. I guess uh, I'm I'm recording a little bit later than I normally do. Usually I record in the uh, in the uh, around 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, just so I have my afternoons free. But I've been running around. Trying to find a damn uh, rose gold uh, iPhone SE for my wife for Christmas, and I've been to, like, what? I've been to the three best buys, they don't have it. I, uh, you know, I went to, uh, out there on uh, 168th and Dodge, out there by Shields, went to the one on 72nd, uh, or 76th and Dodge, went to the one uh, in Shadow, way out in Shadow Lake, way, 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 way south um and they didn't have it so i'm still looking i might just have to order online but the only problem is is you know uh i'll have to put my wife's information on uh when i order from apple maybe i'll just hit the apple store i should have did that first um but the thing is she's still on a you know family plan with her with her uh mom's pops and brother and sister in law and they in the whole deal they're paying like super cheap so uh that's the only issue with you know trying to buy it online because i don't know all the information and all this other shit you know i know my wife's social and her phone number but you know i don't know you know her uh i think her pops is the head of the account either her pops or her mom's but i'll probably just go out to apple and see if they get one hopefully they can special order one real quick because uh christmas will be here soon and uh there is no way i can top what i got my wife uh last year uh for christmas which was uh we got engaged you know uh, right in front of her family on christmas eve and uh i've never in my life been nervous about anything I, i really i don't get nervous you know usually i tap into those emotions and always rise to the occasion but uh that whole night uh christmas eve Like, my heart was in my throat, and I was just sweating my ass off, and I was, I don't know why I was scared, because at the time, me and my wife were together, uh, yeah, three years, going on three years as far as, uh, dating, and, uh, man, like, I don't know what it was, but I was fucking scared to death uh man my heart was just in my throat the whole time you know everybody's opening gifts i'm opening minds and uh my wife's like you know uh she's like where's my gift at i was like i'll oh, just wait I, I have to run out to the car and get it but i had the ring in my pocket the whole time i felt like the whole the damn ring was getting hotter and hotter in my pocket every second but i proposed in front of her family and then you know there was tears across the board everybody was crying and i don't know why i did that on christmas eve because i just set myself up for failure there is no way i can top that leading up to these different christmases you know what i'm saying but i mean i guess an iphone is a close second maybe i guess you know it's whatever but yeah so after i went i think i was out hunting for that damn iphone for about yeah shit i don't know just driving all over the city besides those best buys you know trying different um Uh, target locations because they got those mobile targets and uh, still nothing so she might just have to get the black joint you know she don't really like the rounded edges of the uh you know the iphones you know now since you know from the five up uh from the five six and seven she she really likes that you know that iphone phone four kind of feel well i should say the six and the seven at those rounded edges and that's what i hate it feels like a goddamn galaxy a samsung phone that's that's what i hate about the iphones now and i really would like to regress back to getting the se also so i'm gonna see how she likes it and then i might just you know make that change too because i'm on a month-to-month with sprint and uh speak speaking of sprint um them motherfuckers is wild and i guess there was some kind of fire uh happened and uh been uh something it affected the towers or something here in omaha so there's over like 200 towers that has been affected or something like that across the city so people have been like roaming their services have been roaming uh people haven't been able to use like the lte or the 3g speeds you know for downloading the web and stuff and today like i've been trying to make phone calls and stuff like that and you know i'm getting busy signals and all this other bullshit and uh that's that's the craze on omaha uh facebook right now people are going crazy about this and you know demanding credits and things like that and i understand that because i would like to see a credit on my account also um but sprint been fucking up lately in omaha um just uh, a month month and a half ago there was something going on with the switchboard services or something and every time you would try to make a call it would just automatically hang up. So, like, I would call uh, my Dukes, uh, or I call my wife, or, or call Prime or Ike, and the shit would just, it would, like, it would, you know, it would start and it would say calling. And then it would, you know, show you the four zeros, like it's getting ready to ring, you know, and show you the time, and then it just hangs up. And I, I remember I messaged Sprint about that, and they told me they don't give me a credit. I think them niggas gave me like five dollars off. It's some bullshit. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I didn't have a, a conference call today, cause next Tuesday I got a call with some uh, some uh, print shop uh, guys uh about getting some t-shirts made and getting some promo items made uh from a print company so hopefully sprint will have their shit together and then uh shit i went to uh on my way home from shadow lake i didn't hop on the interstate i just you know i came back 72nd took it to l street shot down l street uh to the crib but on my way down l street uh i stopped at long john silvers that you know uh, some some fried fish and some hush puppies and some fries sounded delicious. So I go to the one off of it's about 42nd and L and this is around noonish. Uh, so I expected them to be on point. Most fast food places are on point, you know, around noon because it's the lunch hour crowd i should have knew something was up because there was only two cars in the damn uh in the damn parking lot not the drive through the parking lot so i knew these were the employees cars i'm like okay cool i'm gonna get in and out like a burglary excuse me like a robbery Uh, so i get to the damn uh so i order my food you know get two fish uh got the fish platter or whatever so it comes with you know two filets some fries some slaw and some uh hush puppies and uh i know y'all judging me for going to long john silvers i i I know y'all judging me but you know i'm still a child of god i'm still a sun-kissed kid and uh so y'all pray for me okay i just need y'all to do that (laughs) so i get to the damn window and uh you know the woman's like you know whatever it is hand her my debit card and she swipes and i swear to god i am sitting in this damn drive through for about a good 11 12 minutes and i'm thinking to myself is these motherfuckers in the back cooking the, like catching the fish like fishing And then, you know, uh scaling the fish and shit like that, cause it took forever for me to get my food. I mean the woman looked surprised when I came through the drive-thru, like, goddamn like we got a customer, you know, like all of L Street was busy. Like you got the Taco John's, you got the Wendy's, the Village Inn, um, you got the uh Dunkin' Donuts, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, the um fucking uh the Chinese buffet, the World Buffet, and they all the parking lots were all busy. You know, and the drive-thrus were busy, so that's why I figured I'd you know, cut over there. And there's also that Sonic over there. Sonics, I always say Sonics. I always add an S to it. My wife hates it. She's like, it's Sonic. I'm like, nigga, we going to Sonics, <laughs> and she hates it. She's like, there's no S at the end of it. But that's just a black person thing, though. But anyways, yeah, it took forever, but the food hit the spot. But man, you just feel heavy as f. Fuck eating that heavy-ass fried fish, boy. Like I said, it hit the spot, but I feel like I don't need to eat for the next seven to eight days. But uh, anyway, that's that's enough of me rambling. I'm just telling y'all about my day. Um, let's go ahead and get started on that good old Summer Jam screen. I guess the first thing uh, we'll talk about is for my Omaha folks. Uh, you know, we got the uh, mayoral uh, candidates out here campaigning, uh, trying to get a head start uh, coming up. I think the election is next year. Uh, some shit like that. Um, uh, uh, you know, we gotta get Mean Gene up out of office. But, uh, there's a guy who's, uh, throwing his hat in the ring. Uh, the Omaha World Herald ran a story about it. Uh, this guy is named, uh, Taylor Royal. He's an accountant. Uh, he's, Repu- he's running on the Republican ticket. Well, he's trying to. Uh, he's uh, He said he's on his way to collecting about a thousand signatures uh, to appear on the uh, April uh, primaries. So we do got those primaries coming up um, and they really didn't say anything else about this man. I don't know how he feels about, uh, you know, the. The situation with the entertainment and dining taxes, for those who don't know who live outside of Omaha, it fucking sucks. Um, was about three, four years ago, uh, they were talking about, cause all of our may- mayors have been very strict and Republican, except for uh, Mike Fahey. And you know, he kind of really ran the, the economy into the ground by, uh, by uh, you know, his legacy what he wanted to leave was the stadium that we have downtown the new td ameritrade stadium and that really hurt the city so basically they created a new entertainment and dining tax which is an additional two percent that they charge you on every uh, outing that you go to so like whatever drink you buy um whatever restaurant you eat at even fucking fast food i'm like how is that entertainment but it is dining i guess but it ain't fine dining you know, I'm used to my uh, my good old uh, you know double cheeseburgers when I was on that Fat Boy shit. You know, being a a dollar six and now it's like a dollar nine, dollar ten or some shit like that. Um, so that's been a hot button issue, and every single candidate that came after Fehi was talking about, oh, they ran on the campaign of, yeah, we'll get rid of this entertainment and dining tax and all this other shit. And we're two other candidates down the road, and nothing nothing there is nothing happened uh mean Jean, she ran on that um gene stothert uh she ran on that whole well i'm going to fix up north omaha i'm going to get rid of the dining tax and here we are you know damn near to her primaries and she she said she couldn't when uh when the report came out to balance the budget nope but then you see all these people on uh her staff making all these six figures and how much she's making you're just like okay Yo bullshitting and I feel like uh it's still going to be a huge issue and us uh people in omaha we really need to you know put these uh mayoral candidates we need to put their ass to the flame and be like what the fuck are you going to do about this entertainment and dining tax you need to learn how to balance the budget a lot better um you know the the mayor before fahey i forget the name is slipping me right now Uh, i think it's hal dob yeah hal dob was a great mayor uh even though he's a piece of shit when it came to the nebraska players um you know kneeling during the uh the uh the uh the national anthem you know he has something slick to say about that uh he knew how to balance the budget um you know so he really knew what he the fuck he was doing you know as mayor but then you had Fahey and you know he wanted to leave a whole fucking legacy of you know building a new ballpark downtown when Rosenblatt was just fine Rosenblatt Stadium is where um you know, the uh, NCAA uh, college baseball tournament was always held. And those people who lived down there on South 13th by the zoo, uh, they had a great time. You know, they would charge people, you know, 20 to 30 bucks to park on their lawn in their driveways. It was creating an economy for them. There was the stadium uh, uh, museum slash uh, sports card memorabilia store, sports me- memorabilia uh, store that was right across the street from the zoo. Then they tore down the black and the whole city's like, yo, what the fuck? And so now we have this huge baseball stadium that's only busy in the summer during the NCAA championships. And back when we had Rosenblatt, we also had, you know, the Kansas City Royals would come down there and play, come down here and play. Um, And then... uh, the omaha royals or the storm chasers now or uh, they were the golden spikes and now they're the storm chasers they used to play there too and they used to have a big following because the zoo was right next door so now they tore that down the zoo is expanding and those people lost a bunch of money who live in those neighborhoods uh who was making a killing i know there was a couple of guys there who uh had houses facing the uh stadium and they used to they they bought vending machines And uh, basically they would, you know, fill those vending machines up with pops and charge 50 cents and people would just walk across the street, grab a couple of cheap sodas and go about their way. And some of those guys were making 60, 70 bucks a day just off soda, you know, for those two weeks. So you do the math on that, and uh, yeah. So Fahey did that, and you know that really kind of hurt the city, hurt the budget, and now we have this huge, beautiful stadium down there, and ain't shit being done down there. We had, we tried to bring a uh, a football team, some uh, bullshit-ass semi-pro league with a uh, uh, Jeff Garcia as quarterback, and we had a Mon Green running uh, Husker legend, you know, and it was the Nighthawks, and uh, that shit was whack. You know, they never hardly changed the field over and these guys were, you know, just washed up and it was just bad. You know, people I was excited for and I went to one game and I'm like, shit, y'all couldn't even, you know, you're playing on a damn baseball diamond. You know, could you imagine like seeing somebody play football on a baseball diamond? So I say that to say this, um, that mayoral candidate is he's petitioning to build a fucking football stadium here in Omaha and petition the NFL to create a new team or recruit a current team to move to Omaha. Now, let me tell you something, the Nighthawks failed horribly, okay? We just had a uh, basketball team who uh, won a title in their uh, division. Uh, I forgot what the league was called and they played at the Ralston Arena. You know, there was maybe about 75 people there a game. I'm gonna tell you something, Nebraskans just support Husker football, that's it that's it we support husker football we're loyal to creighton basketball we're loyal to uh husker basketball husker baseball husker softball husker volleyball uh it's gonna be hard to change traditions you know to bring in a new football team like the city of lincoln turns into uh the third biggest city well the stadium unl the husker stadium is the third biggest uh a uh, city which is funny when uh when the Huskers play a home game that's that's how nebraska is you know you got omaha lincoln and then you got memorial stadium that's the third biggest fucking city in the whole state of nebraska and so you telling me that you you trying to bring an nfl team here you're going to build a new stadium so you know what's going to happen it's going to be a rise in property taxes and it's going then they're going to probably even rise the entertainment and dining tax you know from two percent to maybe as high as five percent so my man's is looking funny in the light he's looking very 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 fucking funny the only thing that i do agree with Is uh, He has a proposal that uh, includes uh, one of his proposals is to uh, privatize uh, more of the city's uh, public works projects, including street maintenance. Now, this is huge because last winter, uh, the public works department, they really just dropped the ball and they dropped the ball every fucking time that the snow starts to melt. So around that March area, so I say feb- from the end of February all the way through March, people are just getting fucked up with potholes left and right. Just potholes left and right and then they're like, oh, we're working on them, we're working on them. And they don't get around to them until the end of April. And you're like, bruh, we already know where the potholes at now. We already know how to swerve and dodge and weave now. We already got a pattern on how we going to go to work or how we go to the goddamn grocery store. We really don't need y'all now. Um, so that would that would actually be huge uh huge word to uh, donald trump and uh you know so let's see what happens uh, with these uh candidates uh, there's three of them now no mean gene is running again so you got this taylor guy and I forgot the other guy's name uh, there's been a lot of talk about that guy I should have researched his name but hey we're nowhere near the primaries yet uh but you know i will keep everybody updated on uh, positions uh, just so you won't have to do so much reading i'll do the research for you i know my wife hates me you know uh staying up late reading and uh documenting and taking a million notes because uh, i'm not spending that much time with her but you know i bring her in on the fun and uh you know have her you know help me out with some notes and things like that for the podcast and you know it's an inclusive joint i know it's kind of boring for her but uh hey you know she respects the grind and i know you respect it too um let's see what else we can talk about on this good old summer jam screen let me uh pull my notes out here um oh yeah uh i forgot to say that, that taylor guy was also talking about uh he would work from North O at least twice a week Um, Bringing business and other leaders to the area That ain't nothing but a cold word for gentrification I mean you're not low fam Um, But let's see here Uh, Oh shit Um, So I was reading on CBS News So we are gonna talk about some white folks real quick It's like we wasn't just talking about white folks But I was reading a story On the Apple News section from CBS News uh, And they ran a story About the Klan the Ku Klux Klan not wanting to be called white supremacists, like nigga what else could the fuck they be now this is a real story I want y'all to google it uh this is not one of them fake Facebook stories or some story generated by uh Russian spies for Trump okay this is a real story from CBS News unless the Russians infiltrated CBS News um so they're basically uh talking about uh they don't like the word uh they don't like the phrase white supremacist is almost as bad as being called a racist uh, and just what I got from the article, you know, the goal was to ultimately refine white supremacy to the point where it's normalized. And that's what they're trying to do. You have groups like the alt-right, uh, white nationalists. They said they prefer that or white separatists. And uh, they said they uh, they 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 like to be called white separatists because they uh, look up to Yakub. I mean, uh, uh, my bad, uh, not Yakub. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm speaking like Minister Farrakhan But uh, uh, Yahweh, a.k.a. uh, Elohim, a.k.a. God Talking about um, keeping your group separate and shit like that And uh, it's just a joke The whole article is just funny as fuck Because, you know, I, I get the feeling that white folks think being called a white supremacist Or being called racist is as bad as them calling a black person or a brown person a nigger you know, either a, a black nigger, a nigger bitch, or a sand nigger, or something like that. You know, I think I think they feel like being called a racist or a white supremacist is that bad, but it's actually in the Klan handbook that they feel that they're racist supreme and they will practice white supremacy. So I think the book is called actually like the Kloran, like the Quran, but K L O R A N. So help me out with that and then we're gonna stick on the topic of a uh, white supremacist so uh your man's uh richard spencer uh you know the white supremacist group called the alt-right you know he had his uh twitter account reinstated you know uh everybody was like oh yeah twitter's for the people and oh yeah you know he's they're sticking up for uh you know uh you know against hate speech and all this other stuff and yada 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 and twitter actually released a statement so um and the gist of the statement was basically saying that um that they they only suspended they only suspended his accounts uh basically because he had too many accounts he had multiple accounts so they didn't suspend it for uh hate speech so you know twitter's looking a little bit funny in the light um i do believe in free speech i just don't believe in the you know i get to speak my mind and you can't challenge my beliefs rhetoric or nonsense you know i get tired of people doing that so many of those are alt-right members and white supremacists. uh and white supremacists or alt-right or white supremacists i should say you know they always say that they'll come in your mentions talking to you all kinds of crazy and then you challenge the logic and then you know they're going off about hate speech and all this other shit when you start bringing in speaking about the moors and you know civilization and civilizing white folks and you know teaching them to use hot water to bathe and shit like that so uh and you know, white folks they, they speak crazy, but they can't take anyone challenging their beliefs. They they really can't, you know. Uh, but then you have those those alt-right trolls. Uh then you have those those white supremacist trolls who basically just wanna uh play dumb with you and just waste your time. And you know, that's why I really don't argue with folks online. You know, that's why I have to give it up to uh somebody like uh Octavia. Um I think her user handle is like Aki J eighty three on Twitter like she has time she has time to go to war with those trolls and she you know she put them in their place you know up down inside out she always has time um uh man my man ricky ross does the same thing i don't know how y'all do it like i really don't you like y'all have time to just you know break them down inside and out i just i'm like you know power to y'all you know y'all some strong folks as i just look at it laugh block keep it pushing i might respond once as soon as they start you know hitting me with oh you're just another uh democrat on the plantation yada 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 and i don't understand that with these white supremacist groups they always uh they always assume black folks are just democrats off rip like they love to use that you're on a democratic plantation or you're just you know you're an obamacrat and all this other shit and you're just like bruh. i'm a then you hit them with i'm an independent you know i don't really believe in the two-party system at all the power has always been with the people and uh and then they're just then they don't say anything else or they might just hit you with uh they call you a nigger or something like that and then they block you i mean it's, it's, it's always funny but they always assume that you're for hillary clinton that you're for obama and you're against trump and all this other stuff and what's even wilder uh is a lot of these uh Man, what's the? I forgot the brother's name, but uh, there's a brother on Twitter. Um, he calls himself the Black Aziz and sorry. He, uh, he's tweeting all these uh, these accounts, these white supremacist accounts, uh, how they're pissed at uh, Donald Trump for basically lying about draining the swamp you know he's not draining shit he's actually you know taking a dive in that swamp and he's hitting the backstroke with them alligators uh just by some of his cabinet members and uh uh, his cabinet member choices i should say and uh so a lot of these people are like butt hurt and just just crying out loud and you know uh your man uh what is what is his name uh that walsh guy he's notorious he was talking about banging the drums of freedom and White folks need to grab their muskets if Hillary Clinton is elected and all this other stuff. You know his dumbass uh, uh, Joe Walsh or Josh Walsh or whatever the fuck his name is. You know his dumbass got blocked by Trump. Trump b- blocked him. You know this man was caping so hard, busting his asshole open the whole election season for Trump to enter into his asshole ever so gently with no Vaseline, and he fucked around and got blocked. That that's wild, ain't it? That is fucking wild so uh i I don't know what's gonna happen with this trump presidency only thing i can tell people honestly is just to you know uh focus on yourself and your group and your family and you know do challenge policies you know uh like i say uh always a rule of thumb is to break the rules don't break the law i mean if you need to break the law you gotta challenge it first um but the main thing is uh, you know focus on your group focus on your people and you know be good to each other um you know challenge beliefs definitely do that uh but also keep an open mind and uh you know always practice your uh your your rights your constitutional rights i know uh, malcolm said it's foolish for a black man to start talking about his constitutional rights uh but you know we gotta hold america to the fire when it comes to those constitutional rights since we're no longer three-fifths of a human being even though we're still being treated like one but there was also an interesting story being ran on uh I think it was in the miami herald speaking of white supremacy uh still sticking on that topic uh there was a guy named brian childers um he was he was uh arrested for meth he went to prison for meth and he ended up joining a white supremacist gang and he ended up getting killed by a rival uh white supremacist group uh a rival Aryan brotherhood group back in 2014 and um So he went to prison in 04, came home about 10 years later, and he still was, you know, claiming that set, that white supremacist group that he was with. And, uh, you know, the rival gang killed him. They basically chopped this man up. They killed him in his uh, garage or whatever, chopped him up then they dumped his body in buckets in cement and cement. They never recovered his body. They arrested like seven to eight people. Uh, I think eight people along in the group back in 2014. And uh, nobody's talking about white on white crime. Ain't that wild? Like you just hear about that and you're automatically thinking about, oh, this is crime. But nobody is calling it like white on white crime. That's that's crazy, ain't it? But um, that, that was just crazy. They chopped his body up in the back of a a pet store or whatever using a saw and uh shit my god like that is just demonic twisted crazy as just just wild so that that's i guess that's my little what about white on white crime issue you know um and then you can also uh when people start talking to you about um, black on black crime uh, you know that's the only reason I brought this up uh, I came across an article on Kinfolk Collective um, and it was talking about uh, it is basically titled like, Dear White America, What About Black on Black Crime and there's seven questions that you always ask uh, when you're dealing with somebody uh, who's talking about black on black crime so and i thought this was actually pretty funny because it's actually it's actually real as fuck Uh, um excuse my language but you know who i am uh so number one was uh if we are all americans why are you not worried about crime happening anywhere in america that's a good question uh the second question you can always ask them is does crime happening in predominantly black communities make it a black thing and that's in quotes And then number three is fucking funny. Doesn't all crime matter like that, that would be rich. I would pay to see somebody do that on a show. You know, a black person do that on a show when somebody is talking about, well, what about black on black crime? When you start talking about uh, police sanctioned violence against people of color, specifically black men and women. Uh, Number four, why do you not see this as simply an American crime problem rather than a black problem? That's a good one. And then number five is uh, Why are average everyday white citizens not up in arms demanding an end to violence in American cities such as Chicago. Like, what are you doing about this quote unquote black on black crime in Chicago? It's only American crime. That's how I see it. I don't see color. That's fucking funny. Uh, Number six. Why do you need to wait for an unarmed black child to be killed before you ask a question about violence happening in your own country? That's a pretty deep one. And then the, uh, the last one, number seven. And you guys should be writing these down. If not, just play it back, write it down. It'll, it'll give you something to do, you know, if you feel like arguing with trolls or uh, your, uh, your your racist co-worker. Or, uh, you know, your, uh, your, uh, your, your lady who likes black dick but don't like black people. Uh, number seven. If you deny the existence of two Americas, one for black people and one for white... How can you now call for an examination of an issue that is exclusive to something you denied existed in the first place, like black America? Now, that's that's a deep one right there. That is really deep. I suggest you ask that question all the time when somebody hits you with what about black on black crime. So shout out to the folks over there at uh, Ken Folk Collective with that collective is spelled with a K. Um. And I think that's pretty much all I got for the uh, summer jam screen. Let me scroll through my notes real quick. If y'all can bear with me and enjoy this instrumental as it plays ever so smoothly in the uh, background. Um, let's see here. Oh shit, I'm tripping. Uh, your man's Kanye West just dyed his hair blonde my god uh excuse me for snorting into the uh into the mic but I, I feel like i'm getting a cold kanye west has dyed the top of his hair blonde and he looks like a fucking fool i thought y'all told me that he was going to the hospital you know to get some help like who okayed my mans to be out here looking like uh wesley snipes you know and the uh being the villain in that stallone movie Like who who gave who gave your man's the green light? That's what I wanna know. He's out here looking all kinds of crazy. Just looking like a fucking fool. I feel like he needs to hire like an older black woman to sit him down and talk some sense into him. He really does. He really does. And did y'all see that this Negro met up with Donald Trump? And uh Man, I think uh Donald Trump is getting his coon cabinet together. And I'll tell you why in a second. But let's read some of these tweets from your man, uh, Kanye West. He said he wanted to meet with Trump today to discuss multicultural issues. And that's a jig right there. Multicultural. Uh, What about black issues? Mr. West. Because, you know, George Bush don't care about black folks. Um... These issues included bullying, supporting teachers, modernizing curriculums and violence in Chicago. Uh, I feel it is important to have a direct line of communication with our future president. Oh, my God. I'm getting sick reading this with our future president. If we truly want change, hashtag 2024. I don't know why he hashtag 2024. Maybe he wants Trump to. Uh, I don't know. I don't know maybe he maybe he's not running for president in uh, 2020 yeah so help me out mr west uh, multicultural what do you mean multicultural now i need an explanation on that what specifically is a man who made a uh, who had took out an ad against the central park 5 uh, condemning them what is he going to do for black people what is a man who has been uh, proven in the court of law to uh have uh you know uh, discriminatory housing practices against black folks uh what is he going to do for black folks you said multicultural you're being too damn safe multicultural is pretty much that's a cold word for everybody who's not a straight white man and i talked about that multicultural uh minority people of color that means everybody except for a straight white man and i still don't i still don't understand this this whole minority jig like the minority pot is so huge it is so huge and black folks get a sliver of every fucking thing like you can go back and look at I mean, the Department of Labor will tell you that white women benefits the most from uh, affirmative action. That's what just wild to me when you see a white woman complaining about affirmative action and you're just like, well, the Department of Labor says that you get the most, uh, you know, the biggest slice of the pie when it comes to affirmative action. And how can you be a majority majority like you're part of the white race and women outnumber men two to one on the whole damn planet. And, but you're a minority the jig is fucking up but that's word to dr claude anderson so i said that uh donald trump was getting his coon cabinet together because uh besides uh, meeting with kanye west he was also seen meeting with ray lewis uh the murdering uh the murdering coon who uh likes to uh sound like dr king in his uh foyer and a, a wing back chair and then uh he also met with jim brown and the people like why is jim brown a coon i told y'all jim brown was tiptoeing towards that uh ticket window to get his uh ticket for the Chacoon train back on the nba tv uh open court episode when they're talking about social justice and social issues and race relations when he was shitting on uh, our brother kaepernick for taking a knee against the national anthem and not respecting the flag So, I mean, y'all can say what y'all want to say. Jim Brown did his work way back in the day, but I'm talking about right now, right here, right now. What has he done since then besides being in Hidden Colors? Four, help me out. Has he been mentoring or... You know, other athletes on how to deal with uh, race relations and shit like that. Because since Jim Brown, I ain't seen nothing but a bunch of cool ass athletes who are scared to speak up about racial issues and who are not bringing up anything about racial issues or uh, about black folks. Anytime they say something about some racial issues, then it turns around then they have to flip on the back end and start talking about what about black on black crime. So help me out. What is Donald Trump doing with these celebrities, uh, these black folks? uh you know i think black folks are tiptoeing towards him you know he met with bob johnson a couple weeks back and uh you know i think he's just getting his coon cabinet together uh basically to come out and say donald trump ain't bad he's not bad and all this other shit so we'll see how it goes once the uh, elect electorates uh place their votes pretty soon i think it's this week or next week um but i think that is it that's all i got for the uh summer jam screen. Uh, uh hopefully Hov can reach out to Kanye West cuz he needs some sense talking to him. Uh maybe Beyoncé Mama can talk some sense into him cuz we are losing this man right in front of our fucking face. So uh somebody pray for him and uh Hov what you got to say? Don't be the next get tested on that Summer Jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right. Thank you so much, Tyrone. Uh, Selling hope like dope. This sounds like something that you would do, Tyrone Biggums. Uh, Dailymail.com is reporting that a woman was left with a $163 bill after her Plenty of Fish date eats an expensive meal. He flees the restaurant and he blocks her off a POF. All right. So her first mistake was being on Plenty of Fish. It's a free app. Uh Issa Ray's homegirl in Insecure broke that down when uh Issa Ray was uh going through her breakup with her boyfriend at the time. I think in like in the third second or third episode of Insecure. All right, so Daily Mail is reporting that this woman was left with a hundred sixty dollar bill. Uh he invited her to an upscale restaurant. That is mistake number two. Free app. This nigga invited her to an upscale restaurant. Uh Diane uh Gilmet she en- had enjoyed dating website Plenty of Fish when she received a very flattering message from a man police later identified as Paul Gonzalez. All right, so they go to the restaurant. She said he ordered a lot of food. He had an appetizer. He ordered steak, a couple of sides, and a glass of wine. All right, so towards the end of the meal, he said he needed to go outside to make a phone call because never came back. Uh, she was at Morton Steakhouse in L.A. She waited for a date to come back from his phone call for 15 minutes before reality began to set in. Goddamn. And so uh, she realized her date wasn't coming back. She tried to get on plenty of fish uh, to uh, uh, send him a message, a private message. Uh, homeboy blocked her. So she was she ended up paying a hundred and sixty three dollar bill out of her own pocket. Oh, shit. All right. So uh, she went to social media to share her story uh, and uh, several other women came forward to say that Paul Gonzalez, he did the same damn thing. Uh, each time he had chosen to uh, go out to a high end restaurant, sneaked out and left them with the bill. Uh, one woman uh, left him. Uh, she, she didn't want to be named. Uh, she was left with the bill more than, for more than 100 bucks after he went to the bathroom and never came back. Alright, and so despite her, that, this was the lady's first experience, uh, Miss uh, Gilmet. Uh, she says she has not been put off internet dating. Uh, I would recommend for her to actually get on a dating website that pays a subscription so she can avoid these bum ass fools out here. Okay, you gotta leave plenty of fish alone. Plenty of fish is only used for hookups, uh, for dirty niggas who like to uh, scam women, and for lesbians. Okay all right so police say gonzalez is also facing two pending cases of petty theft he is accused of failing failing to pay for a haircut and color from a burbank hair salon back in february this nigga's dirty as fuck bro (laughs) my man went to a salon got his hair cut and dyed and this man just skated off and the cops are still looking for this fool. Like, man, do you how 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 bad is your life in shambles? This reminds me of uh of this show my wife watches called uh what the fuck is it called? 90-day fiancé. I think that's it or either married at first sight. She watches so many of them fucking shows. I, I don't know, but it's one where they bring in these women these homely looking ass women bringing these guys from uh, across the seas and vice versa uh, uh to uh, get their green cards and shit like that and there's this one with this homely ass white woman and she brought in a guy from uh, a middle eastern country named muhammad and she's she always say muhammad muhammad and this nigga came here and he got mad at her because i think she wasn't working or something like this because this nigga was looking for a sugar mama but on the low i think he gay because he he real sweet and he's just real sweet real uh fruit booty ass dude but uh on the low and uh so he left her started messing with this other chick uh this other woman who was a i would say a little bit better looking she was definitely a lot smaller in stature and uh she couldn't deal with him either because she knew he was fruity too so then he tried to work things out with the other homely looking woman and i was in uh the whole time i'm watching this show I'm, i'm just peeking at it while my wife uh you know watches it i'm always like reading or dicking around on the internet or some shit like that but uh and uh and he's just scamming the whole time he wanted to come over here and be taken care of you know Uh, I bet you he probably lived in the country that didn't play that gay shit and so he thought he was gonna come over here and twerk on some dicks on the side while he had the homely looking woman take care of him so he made up this whole fiasco uh, talking about he was so hurt that she really wasn't working or making that much money and all this other shit and it's like what about you? You're the man. You're supposed to you know I know it's a different culture but a man it's in the DNA to be a provider and to be the head of household and things of that sort. You know at least work. Get a fucking job but that's what that reminds me of. So I know Muhin that's how the woman says it. The homely ass woman, look like she's straight out the straight from Carter Lake, Iowa, trailer park looking woman. But she says Muhammad, Muhammad, <laughs> and that's what this story reminded me of. But my man, uh, Paul Gonzalez, out here selling hope like dope. Uh, women, like I said, plenty of fish is only used for hookups uh to smoke a blunt with a uh, dusty nigga or you about to get scanned by somebody if it's too good to be true it is too good to be true uh some suave ass motherfucker come talking to you next thing you know he piping you down and while you sleep he going in your purse and you wake up you like what the fuck i thought you went to go get the wash rag but he really in there digging for credit cards and social security numbers and it's also for lesbians that's that's the lesbian hookup spot also so paul gonzalez if you own plenty of fish Log off, man, and get your life together and stop selling hope like dope. This portion of do-rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter L. As in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right, so holding the L this week is uh, quite a few people here, but the first one is going to be uh, The Ring Magazine. They released a story saying that they were going to retroactively make Muhammad Ali its 1966 Fighter of the Year, so pretty much 50 years after refusing to give him the award because of his disapproval of the draft for the Vietnam War and his connection to the, the NOI, the Fruit of Islam um i don't know why america likes to do this uh they love giving uh you know some uh black person who's died uh who's basically standing up for their rights they love to uh honor them after they're died after they're dead uh you know it's always like those cases where you see uh something where uh you know like uh a black man or woman was wrongfully convicted or something during the jim crow era and then fucking 40 years later they're like oh we uh basically set the conviction aside or reverse the conviction like the person can do something about that now that they dead and in the grave or some shit like that so ring magazine is just wilding out and uh they were very disrespectful back then too because they would always call him uh cassius clay instead of his his new name his uh nation of islam name what he legally changed it to muhammad ali um so they didn't agree with him being in the fruit didn't agree with him being in the uh you know being against the war um you know when he came home you know, when he started back fighting in 1970, you know, he uh, won the magazine's fighter of the year in 1972, 74, 75 and 78. And uh, I don't know, it, it's, it's just too late for that. You know, I, I feel like they're just trying to generate, you know, some buzz around their magazine, around boxing in general, because it's pretty slow. The only bright uh, thing going on right now bright part of about boxing is going on is uh the hometown hero you know a uh, bud crawford but um ring magazine they really they really 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 can hold this l because nobody really gives a fuck i'm sure anybody in ali's family they really don't care about the title and then they're gonna make like this huge um cover story about it in the next month is next month's issue coming up and uh nobody really cares so y'all can just go ahead and hold this L um let's see here I was going to speak about um about how black folks can create a system to uh reward and punish those who help us and harm us and I was looking at the Jewish Defense League you know as uh doing some research on that but that's nothing more than a far extreme uh I'm not going to say terrorist group, but extremist group. Um, I went to their website, you know, they got issues with uh, BLM, um, everybody from BLM to, uh, you know, uh, different parties, uh, Islamic groups and shit like that. And they did a bunch of uh, uh, borderline or I should say terrorist activities or were busted trying to start some uh, terrorist activities like in December of 20, 2001 the the, uh, JDL was going to uh do something to some Islamic centers or something like that. I guess they were feeling real patriotic and all this other stuff, but those guys like move like the fucking mob. So I didn't wanna I didn't want to really, you know, use them as a blueprint. You know, I feel at times black folks should move like the mob, but not to the point where it's like, you know, you're plotting to blow up folks and crazy shit like that you know i I believe in defending yourself but i don't believe in being in some very violence violent offensive maneuver so um i will uh basically take a page out of uh the uh, lgbtq community i got a story going on right now uh, basically how you can shame someone you know who tries to harm your group so let me pull up this story real quick give me just a second here uh let's see here where are we at all right so this story is about uh susan olsen aka cindy brady from the brady bunch she was actually fired from her la radio show after she had like an anti-gay rant against an actor okay so she was uh basically she had a show on la talk radio um and i guess uh cindy brady is like some crazy ass trump fanatic um she had a show with another woman um named sheena metal or whatever and they were uh talking to an actor gay actor named uh, leon accord whiting uh and he criticized olsen uh after he the show was two chicks talking politics um and basically uh leon was saying that uh it was wildly well here's the quote it is wildly irresponsible for la talk radio to allow a trump fanatic to co-host one of their programs where she can spew her idiotic idiotic lies unchecked that's what he wrote on his facebook um says as much as i love sheena meadow i think la talk radio needs to give cindy brady her walking papers um he continued i will not listen to or appear on any shows there from this point forward until she's gone so just him saying that statement it pretty much got you know the lgbtq community on point on par um you know to back him up and uh he said this isn't just disagreeing on say tax plans or foreign policy suzy uh susan Olson, aka cindy brady spreads outrageous misinformation and is dangerous and unprofessional uh olsen uh called him a pussy of the year and then she also wrote on facebook i thought monday night show was really great uh but it was seen that one of our participants was less than sporting since he has done nothing but talk smack about us sheena is a much better person than i am she tells me to take the high road please don't engage with leon oh yeah i will engage with leon that is leon according whiting E- aka pussy of the year you fucking snake in the grass don't have the nads to stand up to me you don't have the balls to stand up to cindy brady what a pussy you are oh uh, what let's see here uh thought everything was cool because that's not that's the way we wanted to want it at two chicks but no it will seem that this lost soul had an ankle to bite Uh, What a very sad and tiny person he must be. This only makes uh, the show stronger and definitely my resolve huge. And she used a Y instead of a H for huge to uh, act like Donald Trump. Bring it. Uh, She wasn't done. She sent. that was just a public message she had i think she wrote on his wall and then she sent him a private message on facebook uh using some obscenities homophobic slurs and hate language uh some of it said uh it started off uh hey there little fuck. uh let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on uh, what a snake in the grass you are you lying piece of shit too cowardly to confront me in real life so you do it on facebook you are the biggest fucker in the world the biggest pussy my dick is bigger than yours which ain't saying much um then she ended it and there was some more i hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully uh she also publicly threatened the actor uh, telling him you had better hope you never see me in the world and i mean that uh man cindy brady is about that life But she is crazy as cat shit. So uh, basically with that message and him airing her out, L.A. Talk Radio, they released a statement. Uh, The station chiefs posted uh, saying that we will not tolerate hateful speech by anyone associated with our radio station and have severed our ties with the host that veered off in the direction in which we are going. Uh, L.A. Talk Radio takes pride in its close and collaborative relationship with the LGBT community. And we will continue to provide a home for those who have hopeful and positive messages of togetherness and tolerance to share with our listeners. So you listen. to, So you look, look at that and see what she did off air. You know, she said all this stuff to him. But then you listen to some of these conservative talk shows and how they talk greasy and crazy about black folks. Like I said in last week's show, there's a whole business you know, for talking greasy and crazy about uh, black folks, you know, especially if you're a black person, because then white supremacists won't uh, look as racist because they can, you know, uh, uh, put you up on the throne or in the spotlight. You know, and I could tell you this. I can guarantee you this. If I took this podcast, grew my hair out got it died laid died fried laid to the side and start talking about what about black on black crime i can guarantee you by this time next year i could quit my job because i would have a book deal and i would have a radio show somewhere and i could say that with with the utmost confidence because there is a huge 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 arena for people to talk crazy about black folks because our former Uh, I say former, but our current leaders are always about multicultural issues and things like that and never focus on black issues. So um, that's just one instance just showing where somebody's talking greasy on Facebook ends up getting them, you know, fired and removed from their job. And I know you're talking, I know you can say the same thing about how black Twitter gets people fired from their $10 an hour job at Chipotle and shit like that. That's really not a big move. Like the person can't just go find another $11.50 hour job at Qdoba, you know, so we celebrate those wins, but we really do have to get an agenda going and uh rally the troops behind us and have some leaders that actually speak about black issues and not multicultural issues or people of color issues or minority issues because you know what a minority is it's anybody who's not a straight white man which is a jig so um also who has to hold this l speaking of this is this is why black folks you know aren't taken seriously doing goofy shit like this have you guys seen the video of the brother who faked like he was getting stopped by the cops to propose to his girlfriend this negro had a couple of cops in on it he's at a gas station he's like a biker or something and the cops roll up him on him weapons drawn and his in his future his fiance well his girlfriend you know she's like uh standing between the cops and him and she's like he's getting his id he's getting his id and she's scared for her fucking life and she's putting her life on the line got her hands up and she's actually standing in front of her man and this brother is on his knees digging slowly into his jacket and he pulls out a fucking wedding ring now how is this a fucking game to him like this is why people don't take black folks seriously black folks are being killed in custody shot like dogs in the street and this nigga want to be up here playing games and up here trying to propose with two guns drawn on him and he thinks the shit is cute and niggas is online retweeting it like oh this is she is such a strong woman she is such a strong woman and this is so creative of him and i agree she's a strong woman for stepping in at the beginning you know between her man and and the um, and the cops you know with the weapons drawn it, it does take a lot of courage to do that but for this negro to come up with this scenario in the in the times that we have with black lives matter people shitting on black lives matter calling them the new kkk and people trying to group every single black person into that group and you see what that's just another dog whistle for blm so if a black person is radical they be like oh well he's blm which is the new kkk like they're out here burning crosses in people's yards but he thinks this is a game and he thinks it's cute and this video is going viral and it's sad and this is why nobody takes black folks seriously and you know i'm happy for these folks getting married because marriage is a beautiful thing but my mans all you had to do was take her out to dinner and propose after dinner or have the waiter bring it out you know inside a slice of cake you know you have the ring inside the slice of cake or you could you know propose in front of her family you know do something normal you know this police the relations between black folks and police this is nothing to be played with this ain't nothing cute so my mans you gotta hold this l uh hopefully the marriage work out for you but um, if it don't, you know, that's just karma from the ancestors. You win. Perfect. All right. So moving on to not all heroes wear capes. Um, I guess we'll have to just put your man's uh, J. Cole on there. Uh, he dropped a album. What was it? Last Friday, uh, 10 song album called uh, For Your Eyes Only. Uh, basically, it's just telling the story of, you know, him Uh, Meeting his lady and then, you know, at the end having a uh, recap, you know, uh, telling the story of his life, you know, up to his to his daughter, uh, who he just had. Um, J. Cole can wrap his ass off. I can give him that. Uh, The beat selection is kind of bad um but there's no passion in the rapping for me that's why i say that he's boring you know he's more boring than you know reading a book about paint drying in the library on the tuesday morning but uh you know people respect him i respect his flow uh it's just poor beat choices i think i think it's that Nas syndrome and i know that he's a big fan of Nas, and i and I, sometimes i feel the same way about Nas. Nas can rap his ass off uh but sometimes he's just too laid back and then his beat selection is just horrible like he sounds amazing over a fire beat like when we heard him over the rick ross joint um but yeah shout out to cole for uh basically you know kind of putting the um an axe to that mumble mouth rap uh you know i both the false prophet song it feels like it is aimed at uh kanye west and then there's some other rappers too but uh nobody really can't can come back to fire shots at him because they respect him so much uh he's that gap from you know jay-z uh to this generation you know so it's like jay-z nas uh the locks those guys And then you got the generation after, which is like Cole, Drake, and uh, I guess you can put Kendrick Lamar in there. And then uh, after them, you got these goofballs like Lil Uzi Vert and Lil Yachty, all these Lil's, and uh, Kodak Black and shit like that. But those guys, you know, they look up to J. Cole, so they really can't say shit to him. You know, it's kind of like how Hove was killing it, you know, back in the early to mid-2000s. And really could nobody really take shots at him because he was just killing it so shout out to j cole um you know listen to Four your eyes only and uh you know if you're a true hip-hop fan you can appreciate the lyricism because i do uh, but like i said the delivery's boring and the beat selection is just kind of blah but it's still worth a listen to you know you listen to it a couple times and it, you know it's good to go so uh shout out to him and uh not all heroes wear capes j cole all right, so moving on to health over wealth. You know what I say, without your health, you can't enjoy your wealth. So I want to talk about tapping into uh, dark emotions to overcome obstacles. So we're going to use uh, Kobe Bryant as an example. When he was going through the uh, the uh, sexual assault allegations in uh, Colorado, he really couldn't focus on anything. And uh, so basically he said he had this feeling of just anger and hate deep inside of him and then at, he couldn't focus on anything and then uh because he couldn't control anything but he said one thing he could control was a game of basketball so at halftime against the Orlando Magic that's when he really uh, tapped into his uh Black Mamba uh you know persona using hate and anger to uh, overcome the obstacles of what was happening outside so he could focus on what was going on inside the court Um, Here's a quote from him about uh, tapping into that and, uh, you know, using failure as fuel. Uh, So he said, here's uh, where my respect and admiration for MJ was forged. I learned that he had been cut from his high school team as a freshman. I learned he knew what it felt like to be embarrassed, to feel like a failure. uh, But he used those emotions to fuel him, make him stronger. He didn't quit. So I decided to take on my challenge the same way he did i would ch- channel my failure as fuel to keep my competitive fire burning i became obsessed with proving to my family and more importantly to myself that i can do this and that's what he told the uh, players tribune in, back in 2014 um you know a lot of times we do go to dark places you know when we're feeling down and out but it's, it's always like that phoenix effect you know when you get so low that you really you have to take that first step to do something about it um but to keep those wheels turning sometimes you do need that dark fuel uh to keep pushing that's all a a competitive spirit is um to me it's a combination of of like fire and envy like especially like if you're doing something and if you say somebody is better at something than me then i'm gonna do everything in my power to basically embarrass that person especially if it's in a competitive arena or just even in life in general. And, uh, you know, and that comes from uh, I have a lot of fire deep in me from uh, just growing up with uh, different guys who had more than me and who uh, basically had a lot of stuff handed to them. Uh, like there was a buddy of mine uh, when I was growing up, I used to always talk about how when I get older, I'm going to get these kicks and all this other stuff. You know, I knew release dates off the back of my hands, you know, basically from like East Bay catalogs and old slam magazines. And he would just come up the hill with them on, you know, because he was a, a, a little spoiled brat. And uh, and that's, that stuff kind of sticks with me to this day. Uh, about getting stuff that I really want and that I need and just trying to be the best Adrian that I can be but it is tapping into that envy that's a dark fuel that really just keeps my fire burning so it's just uh you know don't let it consume you to the point where You want to be that person, but you actually want to beat that person and be a better version of yourself. That's what I'm saying. So that's pretty much all I got. Uh, This is one long ass episode and I'm sorry. It's like an hour. So maybe y'all can listen you know on your way to work and then uh you know on your lunch break that's 45 minutes then you can listen to the other 15 on your ride home from work uh just much love and respect to everybody out there Uh, please make sure that you rate and review it on itunes and share it on soundcloud share it on stitcher and uh share it on facebook make some people mad you know um i love y'all much love and respect one Trash dog, get the fuck off the airway! All right, thank you. That was John in Tennessee. This is your boy DJ AB, aka Young Homer Simpson, aka A Double. And you're now tuned into Do Rags and Bow Shoes Radio. And you're here with me all night on the ones and twos. And for the slow jams tonight, this is dedicated to all the fellas who haven't been drafted yet, all the ladies who still bullshitting and not choosing, and they're sitting around lonely. Cold and single, and we're creeping up on Christmas. So, this track is dedicated to y'all by my man Royo, produced by my man The Magician, called Cold is Christmas. And, uh, y'all have fun listening to this track, bitch.
1: the winter winds blow across your cheek When you think of me, you and me, yeah When the first one falls, when you think of all The love you made, cause I'm not babe When heavenly and slavery ring I'ma think of your presence as a present and I'm blessed and turned to lesson. There's no bad thing than when heaven sees And yeah, I know this shit ain't gon' be singing for you it's gonna be a, a cold Christmas this year. And my baby not beside of me. Making love, it was crazy love And I loved every minute of it Holding you on our ice mountain It's somethin about there's there's times something about Christmas time power when Caroline And slave house ring I think of your presence as a present And a blessing turned to lesson There's, there's no, no better thing than when heaven sings And I know this shit ain't gonna be singing for you oh. a Christmas this year oh. But I been up inside of me yeah. I know it's, that gonna, it's gonna be illegal. no slow it's, no, it's, no, it's so It's gonna take away the pain. It's gonna be a cold, Christmas yeah. this year. My baby never. I know that it's gonna be a. It's gonna take away the pain, thinking of your name.